Hey, welcome to The Doctor Is In. I am Dr. Michael Hartley, a non-medical type of doctor. I operate on business, and I wanna thank you personally for investing your time today with us on the topic of founders. Enjoy. Today, I am here with the owner of Impact Family Wellness, Monica. Monica, thanks for dedicating some time with us today. Absolutely, thank you for having me. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Monica has owned uh, Impact Family Wellness for about two years, uh, has been a client uh, of uh, coaching and of masterminds and personal growth and focusing on all different aspects of her business as she grown, as she has grown. And so for those who are looking to grow uh, their businesses, that's really what we're going to be focusing on today is some of the top lessons learned as a business owner in key areas of the business. Uh, so at a high level, how would you explain to others, Monica, what you do? Um, I take care of humans, uh, is the basics. Um, I'm a family nurse practitioner and I have a membership based medical office. Um, so we take patients with insurance, but we don't listen to their insurance. So we aren't dictated by them. So we actually take care of the human instead of the insurance company. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and if anyone ever, ever wants to hear her thoughts on insurances, I'm sure that she's happy to have a conversation with you about it. But only if you have about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I get real um, worked up about it. I get, I get angry. Um, and yeah, it, I get real passionate about that. So <laughs> passion's a good word. Uh, you are, you focus on taking care of humans. And I love that as, uh, you've been in business for a few years now, it's great growth rate that you have going on in your business. Uh, at the beginning of financial growth and business growth is marketing overall lead generation and things around that. Absolutely. What would you consider some of like one or two of your top lessons learned as a business owner when it comes to comes to marketing? Uh, I mean, number one is tracking leads, um, which I learned from yours truly. Um, before I did action coach, I, you know, I would write things down occasionally, um, but I would not do follow up. Um, and so now I write down every lead, whether that's a soft lead of someone off of Facebook sends me a random message. Someone tags me in a Facebook post. Whoever was the author of that tag, that post gets put on my leads, right? So whether they reached out to me directly or someone else sent them my way, they get put on the lead list. Um, and then once a week, I go through all of my leads and see who do I need to follow up with, who, who needs to be written off, who converted, um, and make sure that I keep track of those numbers. Um, so, I mean, your marketing doesn't do you any good if you can't follow up on it, right? Like your one-to-one -one business meetings or any sort of lead at all. If you don't follow up with it, then they're not going to come to you. That's not how this works. Um, you just kind of get forgotten. So you have to make sure that you keep coming to the top of their inbox or to the top of their voicemail or text message or whatever that looks like. Um, the other things I've learned is that you have to make it measurable, right? Like marketing without a plan is, is not a, is not marketing. That's, that's a wish I think. Um, and so it has to be measurable and, and everything can be. And I didn't realize that, um, for example, business cards, right? Like how do you make your, how do you know if your business card is making you money? Well, you put a QR code on it, a trackable QR code, and see how many people are actually going to that. Um, now, whether you can exactly deal with conversions or not, um, or 
calculate that, that, you know, that can be a little bit of a challenge, but if you put a QR code on your business card and you passed out 500 of them and not a single person has gone to your website, something isn't right. Right. Or that's a, a waste of your time and money. Um, and so figuring out how to measure things has been, um, a challenge, but an interesting one. I'm a big numbers person. I love math. I love everything about math. Just ask my stepson. He hates it. But, um, and so anytime that I can put a number on something I'm in. And so I find that that's actually really fun as opposed to a a struggle, but, um, yeah, those would probably be my, my two favorite things. Business is math. It is people and it is math. You, and, Mm -hmm. and, Math should be the easy part because it's just math. Uh, we complex are the complex part of our, the rest of it because the people part. part. Uh, tracking things, measuring them, keys to a great marketing plan, and actually making sure you're getting uh, you know that ROI and, and all of that. Um, reminds me, biggest difference between advertising and actual marketing. What what you just walked everyone through is actual marketing, tracking it. Advertising is brand awareness. It's, I'm going to put things out and I may never see a penny back from it. I have no idea because I can't really track it, um, which can be a fall for many businesses because they put advertising out. And until you get to a certain part, you can't really afford advertising. You must do marketing, which is what you just walked beautifully everyone through. Uh, so we've tracked stuff. We have a follow-up system, which is for those that are listening, if you pay attention to the words that Monica used, you have a system. It's you have a date where you go back through them and, and you know, who's going to where, right? Who converted, who's off yeah. the list, who am I following up with? You have a system. From there, we get to conversion rate. Mm-hmm. In sales, what have been one or two lessons learned that you've had over the last two years in sales? Oh, everybody sells. Um, and that was probably taught to me by my husband because um, I personally hate sales but I actually do it all day long. And I didn't realize it until my husband said, you know, whether you're selling your business or you're selling a patient to take a medication, you do sales all the day, all day long. And I think, I don't know that there's a profession that doesn't maybe like you're, you're constantly trying to convince somebody that what you're doing is right. Um, and whether that's selling a product or a service or even doing someone's accounting books and trying to convince them that, yes, this is in fact correct. And this is why we all sell all day long. Um, but if you're passionate about what you sell, it doesn't feel like sales. If you hate sales and feel like you're in sales, then you're selling the wrong product. Hate to break to you. Um, or service, whatever. (laughs) Um, And I also realized that in sales, you have to, it's not about what value I see in my service. It's about what value the person sees in my service. So we offer a ton of things from annual physicals to sick visits, to COVID tests, to just having someone to text message, but not all of those things apply to people, right? Like the fact that I will cut out your ingrown toenail is really awesome to me. But most people don't care because they've never had one and hopefully never will. But if I think that that's really important and that's something I'm selling, that doesn't matter to most people. I have to figure out what their pain point is, right? Is their pain point that they hate it, that their doctor doesn't know their first name? Or is it that they have to come in every three months for their prescription refill? What is it about what they're looking for? What is their pain point and how do I fix that? And that is my key. I used to go, when I initially started I always started the pitch with who I am and what I do, but that's not what I need to do. I need to know who you are 
and what you're struggling with to see how I can fix that. And so I've completely changed the way that I do business to business calls and even just personal calls. I used to say, I'm Monica and this is what I do. And now it's so Michael, tell me about yourself, right? Like, um, and then they'll, because they know they're talking to a healthcare provider, they immediately go into what's wrong with their, their healthcare and everyone has something. And so that then allows me to change my elevator pitch or my pitch, whatever that is to fit their needs, not my needs. The point that you made at the very beginning, uh, I sell things to my kids every single day. I'm selling to them to eat healthy. I'm selling to them to go make their bed. Uh, so I love that concept of, yeah, we, we all do sales. They may not, we may not even be selling things for business, just in personal life. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm selling someone what movie I want to go watch and have them come with me or whatever, right? Uh, same mindset. So I absolutely love everything. Uh, it's about the other individual. It is about them. It's about where their discomfort is or pain points are and, and how are we solving that problem for them? So we get some leads in place. We convert them. We now have sales in the business. The business starts to grow a bit. And all of a mm -hmm. sudden, we need this fun thing called a team. Uh-huh. Yep. What lessons learned have, uh, what top lessons learned have you, have you had over the past couple of years in building on a team? Sure. So actually my uh, next employee starts on Monday. So that's exciting. Team is growing. Um, so I think I'm a little bit blessed in that I hire professionals, right? I hire nurse practitioners. These people have master's degrees in nursing. Um, and my first hire happened to stalk me. She was, had known who I was and actually reached out to me before I even posted a job. Um, and it actually ended up being a perfect fit. And now she's probably one of my best friends and our kids get along and everything is good. Um, and my, my next hire was actually a student of mine. And so I know who she is. I know her personality. Um, but I think hiring is probably one of the things that stresses me out most because you work so hard to build your business and you could hire the one wrong person who ruins your reputation and you just tanked, right? Like it's, it's frightening. Um, so trying to figure out not only personalities, but how they fit in your culture, I think is, is huge. Um, and like I said, I'm blessed that I hire nurse practitioners because for the most part, nurses are compassionate, genuine, empathetic people. You don't go into nursing if you don't care about people. Um, but then it's also my job to make sure that I take care of them so that they take care of my patients and my business. Right. Um, and so especially when I first started that hiring process, I was like, what do, what would I want my offer letter to look like? Right. Like if, if I was going to be the one being offered this job, what do I think is reasonable? Um, and I wanted to make sure that that was very attractive. Um, and then I've also recalled all the bosses in the world that were jerks to me that I didn't like whatever that was that they treated me, however that was. And I have vowed to never do that. Um, because I feel like if you have a, a good relationship with your employees, they aren't going to screw you over, right? Like it's just like malpractice. You only get sued in medicine if your patients don't like you. And so, you know, I think I probably am a little bit different in that team building and that I have been, um, blessed to be able to hire high level people. Um, and there's a shortage of nurse practitioners. So there's tons of them. I have tons to choose from. So that really hasn't been a struggle for me, honestly. 
Um, but making sure that I'm putting the right people in the right place at the right time. Now time, that's probably one place that I've struggled. So we're bringing on our new provider. Um, and we base that off of projections from, you know, May and then May was a terrible month for us. I don't know what happened, but apparently nobody wanted healthcare. Um, and that's going to happen, right? You're going to have your ups and downs. Um, so we're probably bringing our new hire on maybe a month or two early. Um, but I also feel like it's going to demand some, uh, competition between my providers to, to build their, their panels. Um, so I actually think it's going to, it's going to work out. Um, but yeah, it's, the struggle is, is real. Like you need the right person at the right time in the right position with the right paperwork in front of them. Like, here's your job, here's what it is. Um, and so that's, uh, a learning curve for sure because figuring out an onboarding process and policies and procedures has been, um, a, a struggle for me. <clears throat> onboarding, focusing on mindset. And for those that are watching, finding people who are empathetic, if that's important to the culture of your business, great, go find those individuals. Uh, you happen to where it's just kind of baked into the individuals who would be applying anyways, uh, which, yeah. is, which is awesome. Uh, culture matters. Culture is the belief structure that everyone on the team has and consistently does together. Uh, and you know, one of my mentors, uh, his dad, when he was opening up his first business, his, his dad said uh, he was complaining about the team that he had. And he goes, well, you realize that you get the team that you deserve. He's like, oh, isn't that interesting? So while you sit here and say that I feel blessed or fortunate or lucky, I sit here and go, you get the team that you deserve. So that says something about you. Uh, you, you're, you lead the way that you want to be led. Mm -hmm. And you've taken that in strides in, in your own business, which is awesome. Uh, so we get the team going and mm -hmm. yes, we need an onboarding process. We need a hiring process and focusing on the right things versus just skill set. They need to be able to do the skill set, but we have other things that are you know, super important. Now you start to really focusing on building the business. Mm -hmm. it, it becomes over time less and less about you because it starts as your baby, right? It's, it's like, this is, man, I've, I put my blood, sweat, tears, stress, my, all of this stuff into this thing. Now it starts to become, okay, now it's less about me. It's about the business, those kind of things. As the owner of a business, all in, CEO hat, what's been the top lesson learned as a business owner that you've had so far? Um, probably that... As much as my business is impact family wellness, it is this face right here. This is why people come to impact family wellness. It's not because it's impact family wellness. They come for Monica. They come for Joanna, who's my other provider because her patients love her, right? People know our face. People know our name. Um, just the other day, I bought a basketball hoop off of Facebook marketplace from a, a neighbor of mine. Um, and I knocked on her door. And I was like, hi, I'm here to get the basketball hoop. She's like, I know you. And I was like, oh, you do? Are, are you in our book club? And she was like, no, you're that medical lady. I've seen your videos. It's like, oh yeah, uh-huh. That, that is me in fact. And so, you know, I used to always be like, oh yeah, it's impacting the wellness. This is my business. And it's like, no, I am the face of my business. People don't buy a brand. People buy a person or a service or whatever you have, right? And so making sure that our faces are all over our website, are all over our social media, are all over our, our business cards, right? Like 
I mean, how many times have you gotten a business card at a networking meeting and you're like, I don't know who that is because all you have is their name. If you put your face on there, it's like, oh yeah, I, <laughs> yep, I remember that. Um, so if you want your, your picture on your business card, I would suggest putting it on there. Um, but I think that's one of the biggest things for me is that I had to realize that it's me. And so I had to become, become comfortable being on camera. I had to become comfortable speaking in front of people because that's how I've grown my business. Um, and it's, it's been fun, a little stressful, but it's been fun. <laughs> remove B2B, remove B2C, it's human to human. Exactly. Right. That's what people want. They want relationships, um, especially in medicine, right? Like that's, that's really what you want. Somebody who will listen to you. And if I can't create a relationship with a, a business owner, how am I supposed to create a relationship with his employees? Right. And so it's um, being genuine and being yourself and making sure that people know who you are and why you do what you do. Absolutely. Monica, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today? You know, just don't give up. Um, there's going to be rough times, right? Like May was hard for me. Um, it was, it was really hard. It was my worst month by far in my business, except for the April of 2020 when COVID happened. Um, but you know, what's going to happen and it's not that I did anything wrong. It's not that the world changed, you know, it, it's going to happen. Um, but you just have to keep your head up and keep pushing. Um, you know, we, we count our, our success on net patients. Um, and so I, I focus so much on that, but then it's like, wait, no, we take care of 700 people in two, a little over two years. We take care of 700 people who adore us and love us and are probably the healthiest they've ever been. And so when you want to focus on that little like monthly number, make sure you're looking at the big picture, right? I started this business two years ago and I had 23 people signed up before I opened my doors. And now we have 700 and it's, it's nice to go home and know that I'm feeding other people's families and loving my job. So, um, you're going to get discouraged, but just keep pushing on and, and everything will work out. It's got to, right? Uh, one of my coaches put it this way. Uh, if you make the decision to quit, there is a guarantee. And it's that you'll never actually end up hitting what you desire to do. Keep yeah. going. Keep pushing forward. There is success that you will find. Monica, if someone wants to get a hold of you, wants to reach out, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can always call or text our office. It's 512-537-2177. Um, you can email me directly at Monica at impactfamilywellness.com. Um, we are on Facebook, Impact Family Wellness. Um, and then our website is also impactfamilywellness.com. So when in doubt, just type in Impact Family Wellness. You'll find me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, for those that are watching this, please in the comments, put one of your top lessons learned as a business owner of what you took away from today. I'm Dr. Michael Hartley. This is Monica for Impact Family Wellness. Make it a phenomenal rest of your day.